Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Thursday, 6 October in the year of our Lord 2022, within what, five weeks of the most important midterm election uh, since the early years of the Civil War. And we are packed wall to wall today. So let's get on with our start in Ovalde, Texas, with our own Ben Burquam, the intrepid Real America Voice investigative reporter with a very special guest. Ben, take it away, sir. Hey, thank you, Steve. Um, back down here in Uvalde, Texas, where we had the, the mass shooting last year. Um, I was actually here with, I'm here with Mayor McLaughlin, Don McLaughlin, uh, who I was with two weeks before that shooting, Mayor. Um, and if you could, I still haven't, we were down here after the shooting. I can't, I'm, we're still as an audience, the War Room Posse and everybody, we're still praying for the community, but I, I cannot imagine how you, how you ever move on as the, the, the parents and as the family members and, you know, everyone connected to this. But a couple things we haven't gotten answers for. First off, we're still trying to figure out how this guy got the, the money for the guns. Were there any accomplices? We haven't got any anything as far as uh, additional arrests. And I'm I, honestly, I'm not getting anything from DPS when I reach out to them. Have you gotten any other information since we spoke last? No, I mean, it, what, what's what's frustrating for myself and our county judge here in Uvalde, we haven't been briefed ever on this situation. We've been given no information uh no, no nothing about it so i mean we're doing our own internal investigation and we're you know we keep hitting walls but we're we're climbing those walls little by little and try so we can get answers ourselves but we're not being briefed on anything from dps or anybody you know in a, in a way I, I came in last night and first thing i saw when we got here was two smuggling pursuits uh bailouts right in your town ben. and it really feels ben, like this, this is a community that's yeah yeah go ahead steve ben hang over a second we'll slow down just go back to the mayor. You're saying on the any of the investigation about the shooter, the motivation, how he got the guns, anything like that. You have not been, you have not been briefed by DPS or any of the investigative agencies, federal or state. No, none. Uh, nobody's given us anything. Uh, every time we ask questions, it's referred that they're not talking about it. The district attorney has put a gag order on all the agencies and. We, we don't we're not entitled to anything is what we've been told at this point unbelievable well, how can how how the people down there uh, how the folks down there particularly the, the 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 parents of the children how are they handling that if they if they're blocked out from any information they're, well i mean you know they're frustrated we're i mean this everybody in this community is frustrated i mean we all want answers and we all want to have transparency in what went what went wrong that day. I mean, you know, it's like I've said over and over and over. Everybody has to be accountable that day that was in that hallway. And if we made mistakes or we did it, then we have to be big boys and own up to it. 
And that's why we want to do our internal investigation uh, to look at all our actions, all our officers that day, and all our policies and all our procedures. And like I said, we just keep hitting little roadblocks or, or walls. That, uh, but we're, I mean, we're we're doing our investigation. It's just going slower than what we'd like. But we're not getting any it, cooperation. It, it, it not just in the hallway and what happened when the shooting started. We've had questions here at the war room, and I know Ben has tried to get answers. What what disturbs us is that there's almost a cloak of silence around the shooter about how this all how it metastasized how it happened how, how did he get the cash to pay for how did he get the weapons it's so confusing about that and no one has ever shined light on it. They, have they given you any information at all about this up, events leading up to when the shooting started in the school we understand there's all types of accountability issues given that and particularly the horrible video that shows you know police officers basically standing around but in the lead up sure. to it, have you I got mean, that, any information whatsoever? We've got none. I mean, the only thing that we've been able to put together is, I mean, you know, this kid was uh, was on uh, uh, different websites and different web pages. His nickname on those web pages was the school shooter. And the sad thing about it is, there are people that knew that, and you know, never said anything to law enforcement or anybody about that. And it's 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 you know, that's that's disturbing in itself. But I mean, no, we haven't gotten any information on it. It's been a very tight-lipped. Uh, they're not telling us anything from the feds to the to local to the state. And Steve, if then I can add ahead. one thing to that, yeah, um, sure. Yeah, yep. the I spoke to uh, a, a woman whose mom works as in the administration building here, and she says that they're now getting phone calls from uh, basically copycats saying that they're going to come and finish the job and just the most evil, evil, evil things you can imagine. So in a community that's been ripped apart. Uh, you've just got more evil gasoline being poured onto the fire. You've got the parents that have no answers. And, you know, pretty soon we're going to be a year out and, and we still don't have the answers. It's, it's just unbelievable. No, it is. It's, it's very frustrating for, I mean, and, you know, my heart's broken for these families. And I mean, and that's what they're looking for is answers. And we're not able to give them to them yet. It's frustrating. How how are the before we get and on to the top of, topic? How are the go ahead, how, go ahead, how Steve, are the yeah. families how, how are the families handling this? How, how are they handling? I mean, are, is there a perception? Is your perception there's actually a real investigation going on that's going to get to the bottom of all this, including what led up to it and the accountability of 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 the different you know jurisdictions and different officers uh, of of their responsibility? Is actually something going to get done? And how are the par- parents handling that right now? Well, I mean, the one, I, I can't speak for the other agencies, but I can speak for the Uvalde Police Department in, in the city that will get answers for what our officers and everything that, w- that went down that day. You know, I've been told that every agency, we were the first ones to actually call for an investigation and, and, and hired a guy to do an internal investigation of our officers, and then the other other agencies followed suit after that. But, I mean, you know, we want answers, and these families want answers, and they're very frustrated. I mean, that's why they're protesting up there at the school district right now. Go ahead, Ben. On top of that, we're in a community, and, and you remember this, our audience remembers this, two weeks before the shooting, we were, I was riding with you, and you broke the news that was just astounding to me, that you had had 48 lockdowns uh, of your schools last year, prior to the shooting from illegal alien bailouts in your community. I drove into town last night and there were two within five minutes of me arriving in town. It feels like you've just been abandoned by Washington out here. 
Well, most definitely. I mean, the, this this situation has gotten worse. I mean, look, last week you had that major wreck downtown Uvalde where two people lost their lives. I think we have some pictures of that, if we can show some of that. Uh, and, I mean, it's senseless. Senseless. I mean, 17-year-old girl lost her life that was, that was smuggling those people. Now, whether it's true or not, but one of the messages that we saw, she got paid $600 and she lost her life doing this yesterday you had a wreck at batesville which is 20 miles south of us 11 11 migrants get thrown out of the car they're all transported to the hospital uh they come to uvalde and then on to san antonio i mean and then yesterday i think they had two more pursuits yesterday one of the pursuits had guns in the car i mean it's not stopping it's gotten worse it's not i mean this administration like i said they just it's like they open the door and say come in you're welcome come in do whatever you want we don't care because there's no there's no there's no there's no accountability on that side either. There's no there's no recourse for these coyotes. You get a ticket and let go. I mean, sometimes they busted the same coyote three times in the same week because they're just writing them a ticket. I mean, it's ridiculous. Have you heard other than uh, when Joe Biden came down here when he talked about gun control after the shooting? Have you heard anything from Joe Biden, from the administration, from Secretary Mayorkas on anything that they're doing to help you guys in this invasion that you guys are having to deal with? I have not heard anything on the ovation. I've talked, I haven't heard from the, from the White House at all since he was here that day. Uh, I've talked to Secretary Marocos one time and he just was giving me condolences for our community. And then, but no, I'm not, we're not hearing from anybody. I mean, in their, in their eyes, we don't have a problem down here. That's what, that, that's what's disturbing. I mean, it's, I mean, the, 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 the traffic that we're seeing, the foot traffic we're seeing, the ranches that are getting broken into, the, the houses that are getting broken into, it's gotten ridiculous. And nobody seems to care. And all our jails are full, so we can't, where are we going to put them? What are we going to do? I mean, to me, I would shut that border down. If you cross the river illegally, you're going back to your country. I don't care where you're from. If we're going to let them in like this, then let's bring them across the border, fingerprint them, take their picture, and give them a piece of paper that says they can work, then we can track them. Then we know where they are, at least. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things. Last thing, Steve, uh, the Governor Abbott still has not declared an invasion. He could do that constitutionally. Do you think he has not done enough? And would you ask him to do that, declare the invasion and stop them before they come over? Well, I thought they did. Maybe he hadn't declared it outright as an invasion. I mean, he's been stepping up his law enforcement net down here, but even their hands are tied at that point when none of the jails can take them, can take anybody. But as you as you mentioned, send them back. Don't let them in. Yeah, don't let them in. Send them back. And I would I would love to see us do that. And I'd love to see the governor do that. And like I said, the busing up to New York, what you, New York governor the other day says, we're going to have to f- apply for federal funds for a bailout to handle this. And they've got what, 2,500, 3,000? Well, guess what? We've had a couple of hundred thousand come through here. And nobody's bailed us out. Steve. Hey, hey Ben, be- before we let the mayor go, mayor, it, the, the, your community is principally Hispanic Americans. Have they had enough of this? Do they feel anybody's got their political back on, on this issue? And are they, uh, or they just feel abandoned? No, they pretty much feel abandoned. I mean, we all get told different things and there's, they're, they're as fed up with it as I am, if not more. I mean, there's a lot, we have, we have a lot of families that came across the right way, got their green cards. They're, they're great citizens of our community and so forth. And, they're, they're not against immigration, but they think they should be doing it the right way, not the way they're being allowed to do it now. Thank you. Thank, uh, ben, thank you very much. Anything else, Ben? Uh, you and the mayor have fantastic, uh, fantastic interview. Anything else for us down uh, from the border? Yes, yeah, st- just stay tuned. We're going to be going. I'm, I'm meeting up with a rancher whose property has been completely overrun down by Del Rio, so I'm going to be running, jetting down there. Uh, we may be able to get him on 
but uh, this is just it, it's every time people ask me how bad is it uh, the answer i have to give sadly is every time i come down here it's worse it's worse than you can imagine and it's it, it, every time i come down here it's worse but we're going to keep exposing it until these people are held accountable Mayor, also let the families know war rooms here to make sure that we they have a platform to make their case. This is unacceptable that there's been no information. They've been frozen out of anything on this investigation of really the murder of their children. So anything that the, the families need, anything you need, you just come to Ben. You've got a platform 24 hours a day in the war room. Well, I appreciate that. We may be coming to you shortly. Thank you, sir. We're always here for you, sir. Make sure the families know that. Ben Burkwam, Real America's Voice, the mayor of Ovalde, Texas, Don McLaughlin. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us this morning. Thank you, sir. Here's the reality. Unless you bind together, uh, you're going to be cast aside just like trash, right? These families down there. No, you know, they'll come down for the photo ops, but they won't do the work. They come down for the photo ops, they won't do the work. This is why we could have the biggest political realignment. Uh, if we just do the work, we could have the biggest political realignment since 1932, since the Republicans from you know the post-Civil War era uh, were basically thrown out and the Democrats took over all the way to essentially Ronald Reagan and Newt Gingrich and really up to Donald Trump. We could have a massive, massive political realignment here uh, with Hispanics, with uh, African-Americans, Asians, uh, MAGA, all of it across the board. Uh, my next guest, I tell you what, we're going to take a break here in a minute. We're going to have Raynard Jackson. CNN's got a new point. Oh, we had the Hispanic Leadership Conference yesterday. We picked up President Trump's uh, President Trump's uh, speech. We're going to try to get Cortez on this afternoon or tomorrow. Cortez gave the kickoff speech. It was a massive success down in Miami as we see the Hispanic community, start, Hispanic and Latino community starting to come to MAGA, Okay. But CNN, Harry Enton, the pollster over there, has picked up something else we've been talking about for a long time. The African-American community is fed up with the lies and misrepresentations of the radical left. And it's an awakening going on. Raynard Jackson is going to join us. Also, Dave Walsh, the Biden administration, crawling back to big oil to see get a bailout uh, because they're, quote unquote, allies in Saudi Arabia. Biden goes over there and kowtows to the Saudis. You know, prostates himself in front of the House of Saud. Guess what? Two million barrel per day cut. All next in the war room. Bring it on and I will fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. 
to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Rick, election workers are increasing security around polling places before the midterms. Is this the new reality in America now where we're going to have to have armed guards for people to go and exercise their right to vote? I think we may end up in that position at some point. Um, there is an increasing movement on the on the far right to intimidate voters, uh, whether it's on the legal side in the beginning by by raising the standards and by eliminating, you know, drop boxes, eliminating early voting, eliminating absentee ballot uh, permissions. Um, and, you know, they're going to ha- end up with, you know, the, the the big MAGA guys from Meal Team 6 strapped up, just standing just outside that line in a lot of polling places to intimidate people. This is going to be part of a portfolio of actions that I believe will become increasingly common on the right. And believe me, when you have people who are who are from vulnerable communities who see a bunch of tooled up, Heavily armed, you know, guys in their in their in their in their cosplay camo outside a polling place. They're going to say, "Do I really want to get out of the car?" Who knows what these guys yeah. are going to do? Yeah. And there was a huge like fake panic back during the second Obama election, where two count them two Black Panthers were outside a polling place in, in Pennsylvania, and the far right lost its damn mind for weeks on end on Fox News. You're going to see this iterate out much further. The intimidation part of authoritarianism is always a part of the playbook. Okay, this is nonstop on MSNBC, uh, not uh, somewhat CNN, but definitely MSNBC. They've they've ratcheted it up because they understand Judgment Day is coming. They understand now uh, we're going to be ahead of this. They're not going to be able to cheat or steal, or at least not be able to cheat or steal as much as they used to cheat and steal just in broad daylight. They understand the poll numbers. They understand the shifting demographics. They understand all of it, and they're freaking out. So nonstop, nonstop up there, they're putting up uh, that MAGA is dangerous. MAGA is uh, authoritarian. This is the rise of fascism. You know, all of a sudden, their big thing on democracy is, uh, you know, it's democracy, democracy, democracy. But as they've seen the polls, and they see what's going to happen, they're saying, oh, no, no, no. What they're going to do now is win this one. But they're going to put all their, um, they're going to put all these fanatics in there, like a Mark Fincham, like Christine Caramo, like Jim Marchant, and this is the last free election you ever have. No, they understand one thing, and you understand it better than other John Howman, that if you can't cheat, you can't win, and your days of cheating are over. So you can sit there and you can pull your hair out, but no, we're flooding the zone with poll workers, poll watchers, election judges, people in the room. Not just outside the room. Outside the room is, I'm not saying performative or for optics, but it's inside the room that counts. And that's where somebody said the other day, 11,000, whoever put that uh, tweet up, you have to understand we have multiples of 11,000 that are not signed up. I actually was in New York City last night in Manhattan. You cannot believe the number of people that have signed up to be poll workers and poll watchers. Now people say, well, Manhattan, we're going to lose. Yes, but every legal vote counts every legal legitimate vote counts in a place like manhattan if you get the right count there the real count not the not the uh democrats count 
But you get a real count, you take that number down, and that's how a guy like Lee Zeldin is going to be the next governor of uh, New York. I want to bring in uh, Raynard Jackson for Black Americans for a Better Future. Raynard, you've been at the tip of the spear. This nonstop has been about the Hispanic community, the, the shifting demographics. People are just fed up with it. Hispanics are fed up with the border. Um, but Harry Enton, the pollster, and he's a pretty straight shooter over at, uh, at CNN. He's got a, he's got a newsflash. And by the way, you don't see it up on MSNBC. They don't want to touch it. That, uh, black Americans are kind of fed up with it and, and they're not believing what's been fed to them by, uh, by the establishment, black political establishment. And they're starting to question this. And it may, as I keep saying, it may not be a flip of a vote for, for, for MAGA this time, but it's, hey, I think I'm going to stay home and not vote. Give us your assessment. You, you've been doing this for a long time. What's your assessment of where do we stand right now in 2022 in this important midterm with the African-American community, sir? Gee, it's a lot worse than the poll Enton put out the other day. I'm telling you, Steve, the, the, if, if you ask me what was the singular issue that's pushing blacks away from the Democratic Party, Steve, is this further and continued marginalization of the black male? The black folks are incensed with that because they know the black male has to be the foundation of the family unit. And Tiffany Cross said last week, Steve, the black males on her MSNBC show, black males need to stop complaining and get behind women and follow women. She took a beating last week, Steve. And that's why you have this mass exodus of black leaving the Democratic Party. <clears throat> now, that doesn't a lot of them are going to vote Republican, Steve. But you have said rightly that the conservative movement has the chance to permanently realign the vote in the black community if we do what we're supposed to do, Steve. Let me go to that right now and every every uh, assessment and we're going to have Dave Walsh on here in a moment, uh, the energy czar to talk about, the, you know, the two million barrels a day that are about to be cut in the massive impact. Every study shows you that the black community and the Hispanic community take it on the chin first and most brutally with these radical uh, uh, economic policies of Biden. How is that playing in the black community and what does uh, MAGA? And what does the Trump movement need to do, not just for outreach, but for on a policy basis to make sure that we can attract uh, particularly black men? Yeah, this whole issue of energy costs at the pump, Steve, we're not talking about this ethereal cosmic notion of energy when black folks, especially black males, because, Steve, remember, you got a lot of blacks who are over the road truck drivers. They have their own businesses driving long-haul trucks all around the country. And every time they stick that credit card into the gas pump, Steve, they are touched right there on the spot. And then they have to go home and try to uh, to fill up the tank of their daughters and their wives. So they're touching this. They're being touched by this economy on energy prices every day. It's personal to them, Steve. And, this, and what the Democrats are trying to do they, they've already given Al Sharpton some money. He's going to go around the country and try to scare black folks. Steve, it ain't going to work this time because black folks are tired of the game. And the other titular issue, Steve, that puts black folks overboard away from the Democratic Party, I think it was the earlier this year or late last year, Steve, 
Remember Congress passed in 30 days this Asian hate crime bill? Black folks are saying, what about us? When are Democrats going to do something for us about Chicago, all the murder rates in Atlanta, in New York, in St. Louis, in Ferguson? They never got anything passed in 30 days. And so a lot of liberal blacks are saying, we're just not going to vote. And the, those who are going to vote are saying, we're looking at the Republican Party because on issue, we like this issue of putting the mail back in the center of the household. And the Democrats keep promoting liberal males like, I mean, females like Stacey Abrams, Tiffany Cross, and black males have had, a, as you would say, Steve, a belly full of this. And they're revolting and they're voting conservative. It's going to be record turnout within the black community for the conservative candidates this cycle. This is what you keep your hand pretty much on the pulse. You're saying right now, you think in 2022 that you see a record turnout of black men uh, voting for MAGA Republicans, Republican candidates and conservatives? Oh, without a question, Steve. But also you're going to see an uptick, in my view, in black females as well. Because I'm telling you, black females are the bedrock of a lot of conservative issues when it comes to the household. And so, Steve, this uh, proselytization of our kids with this radical homosexual agenda, Steve, Black women do not want to hear that. So between those combinations, Steve, I would think that we should be upwards of 15, 20, 25 percent of the total black vote during this congressional races next month. Wow. Raynard, how do people follow you on social media and how do they get to your your website about your entrepreneurial uh, group? Yeah, you can go to Black Americans for a Better Future, B-A-F-B-F dot org. And my getter is Raynard Jackson. Uh, just Google my name, Raynard Jackson. All my social media pops up. Steve, appreciate it. Thank you for being a great patriot in this fight to get more Blacks in the conservative movement. We're here, we're ready, and we're willing to engage, Steve. The movement just has to do a better job bringing us in. And we cannot count on the establishment. The RNC is worthless. We have to go through the war room, Steve to make it happen. Rainer, thank you. Thank you for the kind words and uh, the platform's always here for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Wow. You combine that with Hispanic vote and the Asian vote. I can tell you, I was in uh, New York and the, the um, Chinese Americans over in Queens, I think 60% of them voted Republican last time in the, in the, uh, in the last elections, the mayoral elections. It's going to be bigger this time. This is an entire movement, a demographic tectonic shift to uh to MAGA. Let me bring in Dave Walsh uh for a minute and I'm holding through the break at also Naomi Wolf. Dave, um the, the, the big news out of uh you know Biden goes over there and kowtows to the Saudis, but he just had to look at home. Give me a minute before we go to break on really he didn't need to go there and beg to to the Gulf Emirates or to the Burden Gulf. The solution here is at home, sir. Exactly. The the last people you go and seek support from are is the kingpin leader of the cartel intending to damage you with their continuous hostile actions, which have been in place since 1972. It, it was pointed out on this on this forum last year the the creation of OPEC plus, meaning OPEC plus Russia, engaged in February of 2021. From the moment we empowered them once again, from the moment the Biden administration announced. Cessation of offshore drilling, cessation of permit uh, applications being stymied in, on federal lands across the country in the Gulf and Alaska, a strong signal that we were stepping back production under an environmental blanket. 
So we are signaling that from, from January of 21, made OPEC relevant once again. Absolute sin. And then you go begging to them for supply. Those who are killing you yep. with hostile actions just make no sense. And then the yep. non-sustainability of these SPR releases, another 10 million announced yesterday, not a sustainable solution. Production yep. is the solution. Dave, Dave, hang on for one second. You're going to be back across the break. Also, Naomi Wolf, vaccines, all of it next. Homeowners beware. You could already be the victim of home title theft and not have a clue. Some cyber thief may have already forged his name onto the title to your home. Think about that for a second. May already have forged his name onto the title of your home and you not know it. Well, here's how you find out. My partners at Home Title Lock have a special free offer to my listeners. Now go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then simply enter your address for your free no obligation home title scan. This is how you discover if a cyber thief is already camping on your home's title. Look, the title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And once he forges your title, he can take out loans in your home to forge your name, stating that he's the new owner. First things first, let's make sure your home's title is securely in your name. You can do that now by going to HomeTitleLock.com and use my promo code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO. Then enter your address for free, no obligation, home title scan. That's a $100 value, totally free. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com, code RADIO. Do this today, take action. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to get to uh, Naomi uh, in a moment. Uh, I want to go to back to Dave Walsh. Dave, the one thing I, I think I would like you to explain is we treat this cartel like it's, a, and they talk about OPEC Plus, and you got all the, they pontificate nonstop talking about this and OPEC and OPEC plus and they're in Vienna and they're sitting there like swells. This is, is this cartel legal? Should it even be having any impact in the United States? And why have we not broken it up, sir? Well, it, 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 by our laws, the laws of the uh, Western Europe, the EU, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and, and most of the developed world cartels that are engaged in price fixing to damage consumers and competitors and create a monopolistic enterprise are patently illegal. Now, country by country, it's hard for us to enforce our own laws in places like the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and Russia. But given, given that, the, the premise of the formation of a, of a cartel is specifically meant to be hostile to your, to your consumer pricing and the competitors to that cartel. They're definitionally illegal. And that, I mean, for the media to have lost sight of that in our collective consciousness, it's very sad. I can go back. We'll find some stuff for a future show. Jimmy Carter's comments himself on the at the time of the formation of OPEC when it began to exercise severe damage to this nation intentionally. That's why it was formed to drive prices through the roof by an illegal collaboration. And and we made it we made it more and more trivial as production ramped up. Through uh, 12 to 6 years ago, as production of oil and gas ramped up in this country, we made OPEC more and more trivial. 
until January of 21, we decided to throttle back production by all of our disincentives to produce oil in this country to guess what? We made OPEC important again by stepping back, announcing basically stepping back under the umbrella of environment, environmental safety, stepping back in production by those, those processes and steps on, on abandoning fossil fuels and these kinds of comments coming directly from our own government, signaled strongly to OPEC, hey, they're back in the king seat. They're back in charge of pricing. It is an illegal, it's an illegal conspiracy an organization that meant, is meant to provide continuous hostile but, damage to its competitors. And here's how Biden, you know, we're, we're, we're shoveling cash over to the Ukraine. We're killing Ukrainian women and children every day. And they've empowered, they've empowered uh, Putin and the oligarchs, the worst element of the oligarchs, which are the energy oligarchs in Russia because of this. This is why Trump's theory was very simple. Full spectrum energy dominance. If that's sustainable energy, nuclear power, oil and gas, you name it. But full spectrum energy dominance, that is at the foundational element of the American economy. And that will lead you to a peaceful and prosperous world. Okay? A peaceful and prosperous world. The, the Biden, Biden's regime has a radical idea about money called modern monetary theory and have this radical idea about immediate decarbonization of uh of the uh, of the economy and of basically you know geophysics it just ain't going to happen overnight what they've done is jammed us up and that's why you have nine dollar gasoline in yep. california dave what is our solution give me the dave walsh let's let's just get back to basics and we're going to keep it very simple what is our solution here to get out of this mess because the economy is going to crater and now he and this is what gets me so, so upset i told people at the time on the show you can't go over and kowtow to the saudis okay you have to come in they have to respect you and they have to fear you if you go over and kowtow like biden did and remember he went over people understand he begged for a million barrels a day increase this is a three million barrel swing right he was asking for a million barrel a day or two million barrel a day increase and this is how an ally that we've saved, right? If it's no American military, there's no, uh, there's no, um, uh, there's no house of sod. And hey, I was a naval officer over there on a ship. My kid brother was a helicopter pilot over there. Uh, my daughter was over there. You know, the reason is we're just volunteers, but it's been since the 1970s, right? We've been over there. No offense, saving the house of sod. And this is how they repay you, sir. So what's to be done? Well, I'll start with what you shouldn't do. What he did yesterday was announce one more, one time only in November, 10 million barrel SPR release to combat this. That is not, to borrow some of their language, not a sustainable solution. A sustainable solution also is not talking to Venezuela, which by rumor, don't have factually pinned down yet, we're talking to them again, apparently. Um, those aren't sustainable solutions. Sustainable solution involves elevating production. Vicki Holub, at uh, the CEO of Occidental yesterday, reported out in a in an interview uh, accurately the last six to seven years of investment and exploration and development of oil fields here and in the North Sea has been badly retarded, um, needs to be incented to be redeveloped and restarted, and that's going to take a few years. I mean, these are long-term investment processes of building rigs, finding fields, finding that they're prosperous and rich enough to explore and, and, and harvest. Uh, that's going to be a few years process, three to four years. But in the meantime, incenting that would be a very good thing, financially incenting that, incenting drilling, incenting 
releasing permits, doing the basics of blocking and tackling, release the permits on federal lands, move forward. President Reagan um, issued more drilling permits on federal lands than all of the presidents before and after him from Carter through uh, today, uh, for example. He, he was uh, a great initiator, along, of course, with President Trump, of, 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 sustain, of driving American independence. That's what's needed right now, and including incentives to in drill and, and update and expand our refining capacity. We need to incent industry to go ahead and do that on a more rapid pace because we are so dependent on, on, on oil and gas. It, it's, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. We have to acknowledge that and move forward instead of throttling, and also some diplomacy with Brazil, Mexico, Canada, the U.K., and Norway to align against this illegal cartel. That's the way to beat it. We're probably not going to beat it in the world court, in the, in, in the World Trade Organization. Let's beat it with competing head-on-head with similarly aligned countries who can produce and who would, I think, be highly interested. President Trump would have done this, reached out not to OPEC members to, to supplicate, bend the knee, and ask for more supply at cheap prices, but to go ahead and align with uh, those who are friendly with us who have yeah. massive oil <laughs> reserves to go ahead and exploit jointly. The long hand of the CCP is all over this too. Dave Walsh, understand down to Dave Brad's great conference down there in Lynchburg at Liberty. How do people get to you on social media to follow you? It's uh, at Dave Walsh Energy. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. Let's bring in Dr. Naomi Wolf. Uh, Naomi, we've got a lot of stuff you need to go through to, for the audience today, but I got to ask you about it was Tiffany Justice, she'll be on tonight, that sent this over to me before the start of the show. This is this a tweet that's out. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but their email's now out, I guess, from the administration that shows that they had an active program to leverage high school sports and extracurricular activities to force high school students to get the vaccine. Do I read that correctly in the memo that's attached to it, ma'am? Yeah, you're correct. Um, I've actually witnessed this about six months ago uh, in a local high school in Columbia County. Um, I, I talked to a distraught mother whose daughter was a high school athlete and she was being all these things that you see in the memo were being done to this young lady. Um, she was being prevented from participating in uh, practices. She was being, you know, quarantined, missing school, really making it impossible for her to compete in such a way as to get a basketball scholarship for college, which was her dream. And, um, and she was distraught, uh, and, and she was being, there was no law in Columbia County saying that, that adolescents had to be vaccinated with these mRNA injections, but the coercive pressure from her school, which seemed to come out of nowhere and not make any sense, um, was, was driving her against her mother's will to beg her mother to let her get vaccinated so she could have a shot at, you know, her dream of going to college, um, and being a basketball player. And, and there were other abusive things going on in that school that I'll never forget. Like they got rid of the, lockers so little kids had to carry like 70 pounds of books on their backs all the time um the social distancing was oppressive the masking was oppressive and now we see kind of behind the curtain that all of this was coming directly from the biden administration all the way down to the local school level when you when you add this to what you know now about you being targeted and other voices out there being targeted when they had this whole media you know this whole really misinformation to make sure they were throttling the voices of, of truth and people talking truth to power and putting up facts that we now know were true. Combine this with their, their, their aggressive 
way to leverage. Remember, the high school sports is a way, it's a ticket out for most kids. It's a ticket out to get to a better life, to a better yeah. education. And the extracurricular is the same thing. Now does it round you out as a person? It also is those type of chits you need on your resume to get to a better place. How, these people are demonic. I mean, this is the, and they're bragging about it. We found a way to leverage. We found a way to leverage high school sports and extracurriculars to force, to enforce this vaccine. It, it, what should we do with these demons, uh, Naomi? Because this is so, when you combine what they did on the information side to destroy people like you and Dr. Malone and others, and combine it now that they were actively looking away from the real data and using this, and they brag about it. They say, well, yeah, we have a leverage point. We found a leverage point. That's a sc sports and extracurricular activity for high school students. W what do you do here? Well, and ostracizing and shunning and driving children to lose days of education, to fall behind their peers um, if they're not vaccinated. I mean, what what do you do? We're seeing the 360-degree nature of these crimes, right? And the way they leveraged human relationships, ostracism, um, banning, shunning, shutting people out of social activities, educational activities, they did that in society at large. You know, they did that to the unvaccinated at large. Um, they, they did that with the mandates. They did that with the firefighters and the police officers who had to lose their jobs. Um, um, or, or be be kept away from um, their professional organizations if they they weren't injected. I mean, you know, I, I always say the same thing to you at this point. These are not Americans, right? This is not a nation state. These are not people. We have to abandon completely the idea that our elected officials, our public health authorities, our educational authorities want what's best for us and our children. We're not in that moment right now, and we won't survive unless we understand that. They were trying to destroy um, education. They were trying to abuse our children and they succeeded. They were trying to cause the mental health breakdown that we're now seeing, you know, the suicidality in teenagers, the depression, the anxiety, the dependence on um, on opiates and, and, and you know, mind numbing uh, substances in order to survive what these kids have been through. I, I've talked to 18 year olds, 19 year olds, 21 year olds in the last two weeks who say that they are so dehabituated to being in groups from two years of lockdown that they get anxiety being in groups of human, you know, peers their own age. Um, they can't function. They have to, they have to be, you know, in a room on their phones, on digital screens in order to relate to other human beings or else medicated. That's what we did. That's what we let these monsters do to, to children and adolescents. And they meant to do it. I mean, this relates to other things I want to bring up with you because this is not a, you know, an independent American president making decisions for the good of the American children with American people's taxpayers. This is a holy hostage administration and other administrations around the world are holy hostage and, and they're, they're, they're murdering kids and they're, they're, they're murdering, um, you know, citizens of the West. And I'd like to pivot to that, if I may, unless you want to okay. talk more about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a short commercial break. We'll pivot to that when we get back. Dr. Naomi Wolf joins us next in the War Room. Everything's just beginning, but the games you want to play. Bring it on and now we'll fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun and you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the 
Friends, if you're thinking about stocking up on emergency food because of what's going on in the world, now is the time to do it. Farmers are warning everyone who will listen. Food shortages are next. That's why I urge you to go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com right now. To help the American family, My Patriot Supply is offering a 20% discount off their three-month emergency food kit. This kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. As you know, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years, so it's ready the moment you need it. And it's designed to give you more than 2,000 calories a day. That's 2,000 calories a day. So you won't go hungry and you'll keep up your strength during any crisis. Save 20% on this three-month kit at preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Stock up now with the price this low. Your orders ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewithbannon.com right now. Preparewithbannon.com right now. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Now, I know you want to convince people to go get this shot, right? Right. It's, 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 a, it's a cool thing to do. Right. Okay. What could be more compelling than getting the shot with a pair of sexy kitten ears on? <laughs> <laughs> you look wonderful, Thank Steve. you, doctor. <laughs> Just, just put these on. Just put these in the, on. I'm not asking to say meow, meow, or lick your right. paw. Just, just look in the camera and say, "Don't forget to go get your booster." <laughs> That's all. This, this is really going to sell it. I Only if you're with me. Steve. I 100. percent right. Okay, right? Don't forget to get your booster. Okay. It's okay to be scared. Hold my hand. It's, I will. It's, it's okay to be scared. Real men cry. You think he's nervous to give Anthony Fauci a shot? He probably is. I hope he doesn't. Yeah. Hi there. Hey. I just need to ask you a few questions. Sure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a COVID vaccination before? Yes, I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you have any untoward reactions to that vaccination? Mm-hmm. Okay. And have you been infected before? I have. How long ago was that? Uh, a little bit over three months. Okay. About three months. Everything checks out. Let's get you vaccinated. All right. Let's do it. I'm sitting right here and no one's asking me any questions. <laughs> I had COVID too. No one cares. Oh, let's see those guns. Let's see those famous Fauci guns. You work out? Uh, Do you lift, bro? You know, I work out, but only from the waist down. (laughs) No, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good tries. Just have a seat for me. All right, there you go. Are you nervous to give Anthony Fauci a shot? I've done this plenty of times. But it's Anthony Fauci. Are you nervous? That's like pouring a drink for Jack Daniels. Right. Are you Are you nervous to give this man a shot? He's actually only the third most pa- famous person I've vaccinated. Who's the most famous person you've vaccinated? Take a deep breath in for me. Who is and the most out. famous person? <laughs> That's it. There's the moment. There you go. Okay, who's the most famous person you've vaccinated? I can't tell you. Yes, that. you can. 
Thank you. You're welcome. You can you give me a hint? Died. Hold on one second. Can you give me a hint? So the ask is that you hang out for about 15 minutes. Well, Let's see how you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. I Take care. Thank- 1.2% of eligible people have taken the booster. They're, they're, as much as they push it, finally the common sense of the American people is sitting there going, nah, I don't know about this. Dr. Naomi Wolf, comments, observations before you get into your material and what you just saw. Yeah, I mean, these people are, are you know, thoroughly, thoroughly demonic. Um, and, and Colbert is, is a, a nice guy, you know, formerly intelligent, thoughtful, humane person. And they're, they're, you know, wholly harming the American people and making a joke out of it. Um, and what they didn't mention is they want him there for 15 minutes to make sure he doesn't go into anaphylactic shock um, and collapse. Uh but let me let me take you all back into reality land now. I mean, I'm glad that the American people are watching nonsense like this and uh, thinking critically about it. I, I wish that could have happened, you know, a year and a half ago. But um, this is what got you know, this is what you get when you go into a pharmacy like that and get a booster. This is another shocking piece of evidence that it is. It is not America that's manufacturing these injections for Americans. It's our existential adversary, a country that harvests organs from living people and, you know, puts Uyghurs in concentration camps and locks their own citizens in their homes and solders them shut, you know, for weeks at a time. That's who's manufacturing uh, what allegedly just went into Dr. Fauci's arms. So can I launch right into my new evidence? Sure. Go ahead, ma'am. All right. So, um, my latest Substack uh, points out that. By, by the way, I just want to make sure people understand you're talking about the Chinese Communist Party, right? That's Thank the you. CCP yes. is the man is the manufacturer. Go ahead, ma'am. That is that is who I'm talking about. So I've been very worried about lipid nanoparticles, as you all know, and my latest Substack shows uh, abundant evidence that they they can cause um, changes in in people that a lot of people are noticing about their vaccinated loved ones. Um, they, they cross the blood-brain barrier, but they also can demyelate nerves. And, and, and what that means is, you know, that's where thought, emotion, movement, sensation, all these things that make us human, you know, are located. So there, there is some evidence that um, the changes that we're seeing in our loved ones who are vaccinated are, are based on, on the real action of these lipid nanoparticles that go through every uh, membrane in the human body. Um, but more specifically, I, I started looking at who's manufacturing these lipid nanoparticles. Well, guess what? It's China. And not only is China, a company called Wuxi Pharmaceuticals in Shanghai, producing the Wuxi Biologics, thank you, producing the lipid nanoparticles. But um, Karen Kingston pointed out that the CDC uh, had their trials for the vaccines. Nine of the trial locations and trial oversights in 2020 were in China. And one of them was, believe it or not, overseen by the people People's Liberation Army of China. I'm going to say that again. Our CDC, our Rochelle Walensky, um, when they were running the trials for this mRNA injection that everyone was forced to get, mandated to get, nine of the sites, nine of the oversight of what was happening were in China. One was overseen by the military of China. I'm going to remind you that I keep saying this is a bioweapon. This is a bioweapon. I'm going to move on. Wuxi Biologics of Shanghai doesn't just manufacture the lipid nanoparticles that are in all of these mRNA injections. Um, they actually bought a chunk of Pfizer. They bought 
a Pfizer production plant in China. So they bought a part of the company of Pfizer. I remember I'd reported that there was a memorandum of understanding. Well, they are actually now a Chinese company, meaning a CCP managed company, as everything is in China, owns a chunk of Pfizer. Not only that, it, this past month, September of 2022, our FDA, that complicit FDA that signed off on all of the atrocities and mass murders and disabilities and horrors and poisoning of women and babies in the Pfizer documents, our FDA and the European Medicines Association, which is their FDA, signed off on an agreement. They they okayed Wuxi to produce drugs and injections for Europe and America. And then Wuxi opened plants in Germany, Switzerland, and now in Worcester, Mass, wow. to manufacture Pfizer injections and other drugs. So that's the third plant owned by China. Na- Na- these Naomi, just hang on. We're, we're going to take a 90-second break. We'll be back with Naomi Wolf, Darren Beatty, and many more in the second hour of the War Room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. 
How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.